Okay, we got any uh, recordable topics? Uh, I don't think any of it's not recordable. <laughs> huh? I, I haven't written down any questions which are not recordable. I don't have any issues or anything. It was, uh, well, actually, first of all, I wanted to thank you very much for spending the time with the children the other day. Yeah, they really appreciated and uh, valued your association. Old people like associating with kids because they get energy from them. <laughs> they get energy from. That's why. That's why old men marry younger women. Because then they. They get. They get energy from them. Very happy to be able to spend some time with you. Or old women, younger men. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was fun. <laughs> Thank you. And they're very smart boys. That's uh, Jana Priya's credit. She's the one who teaches them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they really. Quick, quick to grab onto things. Yeah. Yeah, they, do a, <coughs> they do an awful lot of uh, hearing and listening when they're back in Scotland. They're always listening to Mahabharata and Ramayana and narrations and things. And the, at least that we've really got down. Really? You know, all the, the personalities and the places and the pastimes from these stories. So. I had one question, Gawash. It's actually just a, a, a quick personal question about my sadhana. Uh, for a few years now, I've been uh, rising early in the morning before waking the deities. And uh, generally, I use that time to read and study because the, the children are at home, they're being homeschooled, so it's really the only time of the day that I can get some quiet to actually read and concentrate so usually for an hour an hour and a half before going up to wait the deities I uh, read Prabhupada's books but I know that the standard here uh, for the Pujaris is that before they go up and do the puja or doing any service they should have at least eight rounds chanted so it's the same it's alright the idea is that the devotee shouldn't get up and walk into the deity room groggy oh. so it's okay to use the time just for reading and studying and then chant later sure Okay, that was, I was just, uh... Otherwise that thing of someone who wakes up and then rushes into the daily room is... Uh, okay, that's, that's just that. Because yeah, I, I always, whatever I do at that time, whether it's chanting or reading, it's without a doubt the, the best quality sadhana of the whole day, just early in the morning. And I just mm -hmm. wasn't sure whether I should use it for chanting or reading, but ideally it would be for reading, because otherwise I may not get any reading done later. Okay. Just a minute. Just a minute.
Okay, go ahead. Uh, so another one was just a, another simple question is that um, uh, when listening to different senior devotees and they're going through the parampara, I see that some devotees, when it comes to approaching Radha and Krishna, some of them approach Krishna first and then finish by offering obeisances to Radha Radhi. And then others, they offer obeisances to Radharani and then Krishna. And I was wondering if there's a proper... Where, where do they offer obeisances? I don't follow. Excuse me, I don't follow. When do they offer obeisances? Um, like if they're uh, going through the Mangalachara and the prayers. Oh. They, they go up through the Prampara and then Panchatattva. And oh, if you go up through Prampara, then Radharani's first. Okay. That's what Prabhupada does with in Bhagavad Gita. Oh. And um, the other day, uh, there was a discussion in the temple room. Uh, Mother Sulalita was leading a discussion on Varnashram, and the subject was Sadhu Sangha. And uh, a couple of questions came to mind because uh, the devotees were discussing the importance of feeding and serving devotees, and uh, how that's the dharma of Grihastas to do so. Mm. And, uh, and you you speak about that in the Varnashram book, how important it is. And, uh, we like to invite devotees for prasadam, and uh, but a few years ago you were in Scotland and I was I was given the service of serving you prasadam. But my nature is that when I'm dealing with much senior devotees, I become very nervous, and I made some mistake in serving you. And afterwards, I went to apologise, and you just said that if you become very nervous and if it's a distraction, then you should you just shouldn't do that service. But because in order to make advancement, we should take the opportunity of serving all the Vaishnavas. Hey, well, I just if don't, be, don't be nervous. You just gotta... It's like... A, it's like, I don't know, a musician or an actor and so on. I mean, you may have stage fright, but if you show it, then you ruin the show. So someone may be nervous, but if you don't know how to control it, then then it becomes counterproductive. People people want to be relaxed when they're eating. But unfortunately, for the most part, my experience is that uh, neither devotees know how to eat in this gun nor they know how to serve prasada. And uh, so one way of overcoming any nervousness is to uh, really know that you're doing the right thing by learning. And uh, Shambihar is very good. He's very good. One thing is because that's that was uh, the that's what he learned in the uh, pre pre devotional time. He learned uh, uh, serve, waiting and so on. And uh, but the place to learn is Mayapur Gurukul because they teach them. And uh, it's our culture. Unfortunately, uh, you, don't, you don't do it very well. But when you do it well, then you're confident, and then you don't have any problems. I think a lot of the nervousness just comes from uh, kind of the first few years that uh, we were at the temple, and we kind of got shouted at and chastised a lot for very small things, and there's a, a condition there that 
You're not anxious about dealing with all the devotees. Whatever. But, you know, actors, musicians, they all have stage fright. But, uh, they know that they gotta, they got to control it. Okay, what else? So the last question I had written down, it was on the same subject of Sadhu Sangha. It's uh, um, the Mataji was speaking about when we're serving devotees, if we're because there's different ways in which we can serve and approach devotees depending on their advancement and their level of devotional service. So she said, if you're not sure of who you're serving or what their advancement is, then just serve them in the highest way possible. And uh, it brought a question to mind for those devotees who are being served, that if if devotees are trying to serve us in a way which is... uh, beyond what we're qualified to receive, then how do we how do we deal with that? You know, we don't want to uh, upset them by turning them down but at the same time if devotees try and serve us in a way which is beyond our qualification then it may cause problems for us. They just person person who's really being served is the super soul in the heart. So if one is Krishna conscious and thinks about Krishna and offers everything and I'm not I'm not taking things on my own but I'm just a via media for Krishna for a super soul and it's okay and it's, and it's all right we should uh, letting Letting devotees render service is also serving them. When you're thinking, I'm being served, that may be problematic. Uh-huh. But when that's my service, is I let other devotees express their affection, uh, and, and I become a medium that Krishna in the heart of Everyone is the person who's the real object of service. And uh, and devotees uh, should know and they shouldn't be shy of protocol. Like like teaching children, offer your obeisances to your parents. Touch touch the feet of your parents. It's uh, this that's what's called false humility is you don't teach someone dharma because you're reluctant to do it. But, but that's what uh, they should learn. Uh, even now, good Hindi families, Hindu families, children will always touch the feet of parents, elders, etc. It's just, that's part of, uh, that's culture. And to think, oh, I'm not worthy for someone to touch my feet. What if they're, uh, what if they're demigods? So what? So what if they're demigods? Krishna offered his obeisances to Yudhisthira Maharaj, and Yudhisthira Maharaj accepted it, and brought Nanda Maharaj's slippers on his head. That's uh, that's the duty. That's uh, training, whoever they may be. 
I mean, demigod, maybe God, but if I'm the parent, then it's my duty to train them. Um, and that's, uh, that's our culture. And uh, we should uh, we should teach uh, others that culture, that culture of respect, culture of uh, culture of respect. Even uh, whatever whatever may be going on, but elders are given respect. <clears throat> See that when uh, uh, when uh, the disciple offers respect to the spiritual master, then the spiritual master offers that respect to his spiritual master. When the children offer the respect to the parents, do they then offer that respect to their gurus? Who the parents? Yeah. It's just like so many things. When you're teaching, you're teaching someone something. So you offer it to Guru, you offer it to Krishna. It's what you you're teaching them. They're they're doing so many other things. You tell them what's what's so special about uh, the bowing down. Uh, if someone's if someone's uh, offering their life to Krishna and Guru, then it isn't it necessarily every every single activity. They're uh, making some kind of conscious effort. It's just it's part of life. That's just part of life. And when we return from Hungary this time, one of the uh, plans was to start uh, working with the children on these 30 qualities and working mm, with the Varnish yeah. book, make that one of the kind of focuses of the teaching in the homeschooling. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I teach them so that they they learn those things, otherwise we can't expect them to have it. That's a real oversight of uh, education or, or parenting, is you just uh, expect children to know something without actually them being taught it. So should only. Well, we should teach them all of these things, and, uh, and that'll be uh, very good for them. Uh, and since they're so smart and so open, they'll, uh, they'll pick up on these things very easily. How will they become? Uh, how will they become liberated? And they can't be squeamish. 
about what you teach him. Just like if uh, a chatria, you can't be squeamish about teaching uh, teaching chatria to fight and so on. Similarly, uh, we can't be squeamish about teaching Vaishnavas devotees how to offer offer their respects and to the more people they offer the better it doesn't have to be some kind of exclusive thing to deities or or to the sannyasi but learn, learn to offer respect uh, to others and uh, and in different ways and that's uh, that'll be good for them that'll be very good for them Thank you, Krishna.